This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, you got spunk. <laughs> I hate spunk. E.T.'s counting down the best TV shows of all time. Are you as turned on as I am? More. The comedies. Not that there's anything wrong with that. The dramas. Oh, in the game, yo. And the stories you've never heard from behind the scenes. We certainly won't see Don on Dr. Phil, I'll tell you that much. From the instant classics. I remember doing the pilot of the show and going, this is the funniest thing I've ever done in my life. To the shows that nearly didn't make it to season two. If it's not to be, it's not to be. What you never knew about your TV favorite. Say my name. E.T. starts now. From Seinfeld to The Sopranos, we're counting down the best TV shows of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine. Now, welcome to Entertainment Tonight. Let's start with the show that is considered the gold standard for ensemble comedy. Yes, because you cannot deny there was something about Mary. Hmm. Kicking things off at number 10, The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Who can turn the world on with her smile? It's a classic. It'll it'll stay forever. I think it contributed to one of the golden ages of comedy on television. Thank you for being my family. Seven seasons, 29 Emmys, and three spinoffs. So what made this show stand out? Well, Mary was a trailblazer, a role model for single working women. You got spunk. <laughs> well, I hate spunk. <laughs> it was the first time that it was all right for a, a lady over 30, single, 
uh, to be in business and independent for herself, that seems like a formula now, but that it hadn't been done before. What were the ingredients of success for the show? Camaraderie, intelligent, sensitive, talented people. That brilliant cast included Valerie Harper as Rhoda, Mary's brash neighbor turned best friend. Get out of my apartment! <laughs> Rhoda kind of wanted to be Mary, was jealous of her with such love. But perhaps Mary's closest friend from the show was Betty White. Shares are like people, Mary. They like to have their little backs and legs rubbed. <laughs> she played sexy TV homemaker Sue Ann Nivens. And it was love like anybody's family. We would have squabbles, little individual things that would go wrong, but inevitably they would be righted. And um, there was that tight rope around us that almost could have been present in that scene in the last episode where we're in a group hug. I think we all need some Kleenex. There's some on Mary's desk. <laughs> As for the show's most iconic moment, there was always some deeper meaning, whatever Chuckles did. <laughs> well, that's probably the Chuckles the Clown funeral episode, where Mary struggles not to laugh. <laughs> At number nine, Atlanta. I always wanted to just make good things. Like, that's all that's important to me. I'm like, quality is for the people. Donald Glover's gritty and often surreal hip-hop dramedy explores race and economic struggles through the eyes of a Princeton dropout named Earn. Just being a dad, like, did it affect the writing? Absolutely. And everything? It I did. Think so. Yeah. I think I'm just not as cynical as I was. I think babies, you know, they kind of change you and make you love things. Over four seasons, Atlanta earned 25 Emmy nominations, six wins, including lead actor for Donald. Are you good with season four being it? Absolutely. Okay. I'm very, I'm a big fan of endings because they make you appreciate what you got. So like, I'm, I, we ended exactly how we wanted. I feel very confident about that. Number eight is Cheers. Afternoon, everybody. No! I'm getting a tan off your camera lights. <laughs> yes, let's not forget the traditional 21 peanut salute. Oh, no. Despite its success, the sitcom set in a local Boston bar with a colorful cast wasn't an instant TV hit. It debuted dead last in the ratings. It's going to probably take time because we don't, we don't have too many car chases in the bar. If it's not to be, it's not to be. But our show has so many good ingredients. Some things about chairs you didn't know, Ted Danson oh, and Shelley not. Long weren't the only choices for Sam and Diane. Ed O'Neill, William Devane, Julia Duffy, and Lisa Eichhorn also tested. But Ted and Shelley had instant chemistry, setting up a season-long will-they-or-won't-they story. And when they did... You disgust me. I hate you. Are you as turned on as I am? More. <laughs> Diane and Sam are having a relationship, and it's very hot, very hot. A few more little-known facts. George and John drank near beer. Cliff wasn't in early scripts of the show, and John had actually auditioned for the role of Norm. I think uh, what it really boils down to, it's, it's not really that hard. By season three, the show was near the top ten. Kelsey Grammer joined the cast as Frasier, a role first offered to John Lithgow. Woody Harrelson joined the next year. She became known as Backseat Becky. Oh, <laughs> What do you suppose that means? <laughs> Isn't it nice to get away? Sam, 
I think after you've heard my explanation, you won't. Shelly left the show in 1987 to spend more time with her family. E.T. reunited Sam and Diane in 2012. You were, you were basically chasing me around the boat. You were gonna kill me. You were gonna kill me, and I probably deserved it. How do you do? Kirstie Alley, everybody. She was Rebecca on Cheers. I'm a new actor on Cheers. You know, it's a new character and a new actor. I, I, they have no intention of replacing Shelley. The characters are nothing alike. If you do move it for me, I'll give you each a free beer. <laughs> Every time you want us to do something, you wave a free beer in our face like we're a couple of trained dogs. The, the best thing that Cheers has done for me is it really is like been going to school. I, I had no idea what I was doing comedy-wise at all. And, um... Although I think people thought I was funny in real life, it's a, there's a big difference. We've known each other only seconds, and I'm already tired of you. The late Kirstie Alley, as Rebecca, picked up that sexual tension with Sam for the next six years. But in 1993, the series came to an end. 93 million watched the final episode. In theory, it could go on for another 10, 15 years. Because the bar is as much star as, as a star of, as any of us. Sorry, we're closed. Mostly it was just sort of a uh, mixed reaction, you know, a little bit of joy, a little bit of relief, and also uh, a little tear in the eye. The tough part about all of this is how are we going to find an excuse to get together again? The show at number seven brought together dark humor, complex characters, and Don Draper. An ad man who doesn't like to talk about himself? I think I may cry. It's not that interesting a story. But would you believe the studio originally didn't want John Hamm as its leading man? Well, fortunately, they didn't say that to my face. Okay. Uh, and I think to this day, they haven't said it to my face. Although, uh, you know, I can read. I can read magazines, too. I think it's incredibly smart. I think it's beautifully written. I think it's very adult, and I think it's very sexy. You know, the costumes with all the girdles and the, all the undergarments, the pointy bras, and and um, and then the hair and makeup. There's just a vibe and a feel, and everything around you is from another time. It's never um, melodramatic. It's just, it's very true to life. Not great, Bob. Over seven seasons, Mad Men earned 116 Emmy nominations, winning 16. E.T. was there for each of them. You never think when you start. You know, for us 10 years ago when we started doing the pilot, it, 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 that it would ever turn into something like this. It's just it's the sing, a singular experience, and it's, and it's really just wonderful. And coming in at number six on the list, Seinfeld, the show about nothing that was endlessly quotable. Nothing for you! You can't spare three squares? No, I don't have a square to spare. I can't spare a square. We tried to uh, create a show where... People have a lot of conversations in life that are very funny, but they're not jokes. Yada, 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 I never heard from him again. <laughs> it's just funny, you know? It's not really sophisticated. We're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Jerry once described us so appropriately as the world's biggest garage band. I mean, we just, <laughs> we just play for us and the whole neighborhood's listening. The sitcom began as a one-person pilot called The Seinfeld Chronicles. There was no Elaine, Kramer knocked before entering, and NBC had no plans to order a full season. I remember doing the pilot of the show going, this is the funniest thing I've ever done in my life, and there's no way it'll be on the air because the audience for this show is me, and I don't watch TV. You never learn anything on this show. There's no morals, no lessons, 
You are never better off after watching this show. When the pilot aired, 11% of households tuned in and a full season was ordered. We had great ratings for some reason. One big reason? The addition of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. What does Julia like to work with? It's like not working. It's like uh, just having fun. So real. Early on, Seinfeld established the show's plot. There wasn't one. I was in the pool! Where's the car? Well, I, I thought it was here. What was the inspiration for this? Couldn't find the car in the parking garage. I'm really excited about it because I think everybody's going to watch this and go, this has happened to me. And check out these stats. Jerry made 40000 per episode on season one. By the end, the main cast made a cool million per show. There were nine seasons and 180 episodes. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? <laughs> I invented it's not you, it's me. She said I wasn't sponge worthy. And by the way, they're real oh. and they're spectacular. <laughs> The final episode had 76.3 million viewers, the third most ever for a TV finale. But despite the show's success and a place in TV history, don't hold your breath for a reunion. It would seem sad to me. It would, seem like, it would seem like we couldn't think of a new idea. All right, we go from a show about nothing to the comedy that gave us Hot Priest. This is lovely. Oh, thank you. From Fleabag's critical acclaim... Just the shock! ...to fan favorite The Wire. It's not meant to be pretty. ...how these young actors got their showbiz starts and Dominic West's connection to Meghan Markle. I feel responsible for her. <laughs> Plus, remembering Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini. He, he never really knew how good he was. Our top 10 TV countdown continues when E.T. returns. To be continued. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Please be seated. And also with you. No one did awkward quite like the show landing at number five, Fleabag. The prime video comedy was a critical darling, nominated for 11 Emmys, it won six. Three of those awards went to the star, writer, and creator, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I can't believe we, we got here. Phoebe brilliantly played the role of a self-destructive woman with a love for breaking the fourth wall and a forbidden love. Oh God, I fancy a priest. Now, I might have a little beef with Rolling Stone for putting this at number five, but it was a great show. Now, can we move on to the drama that should have gotten more flowers when it was on? Landing at number four should be higher, The Wire. To be continued. Well, if it wasn't for the critics, you know, who really, really came to our, uh, uh, came to bat for us, uh, I don't know if we would be seen. The gritty show hit many topics. The Baltimore drug scene, the failing school system, corrupt politics. It's, um, it's not meant to be pretty. But The Wire also launched so many careers. Recognize this guy? This is me, yo. That is 15-year-old Michael B. Jordan playing a drug dealer. Unfortunately, he gets killed off by orders of the kingpin, a then unknown Idris Elba. Nah, it's just business. And while you can find him right now as Prince Charles on the Crown, Dominic West's royal connection started years earlier with a link to Meghan Markle. And my old partner in the wire, Bunk, 
played her dad in Suits. In some way, I feel, you know, responsible for her. <laughs> Five-time Emmy nominee, the late Michael K. Williams earned rave reviews as fan favorite Omar Little. All in the game, yo. Game of Thrones' Littlefinger Aiden Gillen was The Wire's scheming politician. Amy Ryan was McNulty's love interest before The Office and... Poor little baby. While he hit it big as porn stash on Orange is the New Black, Pablo Schreiber's big break came 10 years earlier. Yo. <laughs> Listen, I'm a kid from the Baltimore area. The Wire hit home with me. All right, coming up, the TV drama built on good and bad chemistry. I get a lot of people coming up to me asking me if I can hook them up with crystal meth. Breaking Bad Secrets, how Aaron Paul, a.k.a. Jesse, was nearly killed off. Plus, TV's longest-running show and all those unforgettable celeb cameos. They actually made me sing with Lady Gaga. That ain't right. Only three shows left on our list. Those who want respect, will give respect. What will be number one? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. deal from here. I said no details. Your eyes burn. Wow. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul reprised their Breaking Bad roles for the final season of Better Call Saul. The moment went down 14 years after we first met the iconic duo and the series that took home 16 Emmys, number three, Breaking Bad. And the Emmy goes to Brian Cranston, Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Ryan Cranston. Aaron Paul. Ryan Cranston. I actually grabbed this from uh, from Kiefer when he read the name. Yeah. I said, can I see that? And I, he goes, yeah, here. And I went, oh, yeah, that's, 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 my name. that's the name. Say my name. Yep, it was Brian's name, all right, four times. In fact, for playing the villain, everyone was rooting for. Walter White, as long as we feel that the character often makes a right decision and tries to be a better person, I think that is what grabs the sentimentality of the audience. Honestly, when I read the script, I thought it was too too dark for television, and I really didn't think it had a chance to, to get picked up. Creator Vince Gilligan originally planned to kill Jesse off at the end of season one before realizing that would be a huge, colossal mistake. Hey, come on, baby! Come on! Yes! I get a lot of people coming up to me asking me if I can hook them up, you know, with... Uh, 
with crystal meth because that's what we sell in the show and I say absolutely not. And then I get a lot of reactions from recovering addicts saying thank you so much. This reminds me why I'm sober now. Saul Goodman. <clears throat> Please sit. Bob Odenkirk was only going to play Saul Goodman for three episodes, but he was so good, it led to its own Emmy-nominated spinoff. Better call Saul. <laughs> I'll never have a, a role this well written again in my life. Seven years ago, we were just a little show and, no, and working in the desert of New Mexico, and no one knew who we were or cared. And um, it's all about a good story. We're done when I say we're done. And now, the only show on the list that's not done, The Simpsons, coming in at number two. Why? Well, how about the show's ability to predict the future? Hey, Dad, this came from the mail. Woohoo! An airborne virus without a vaccine? We need a cure! We need a cure! If you've been on for three decades, probably you're going to hit it once in a while. Five years before Gaga flew in to perform at the Super Bowl, there was this. One episode forecasts the FIFA arrests, and this fiery scene from the finale of Game of Thrones? Look, the dragon is burning our village! And don't forget the Simpsons celeb cameos, which are well over 800. Personally, I, I had a special experience like um, with Meryl Streep, and that was fun. And you're just yellow trash. She loved being there, and um, I wanted to get her autograph, and ultimately she was nervous and asked me for mine, and that was <laughs> kind of like a surprise. They actually made me sing with Lady Gaga. That ain't right. She is such a rock star. Well, family's also at the core of the number one show of all time, and that's next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Okay, before we reveal the number one show of all time, what's yours? I'm going to date myself The White Shadow. I Come on now. I got nothing. I'm sorry. It should have been on this list. Favorite comedy of all time, Martin. Fight me on it. I don't care. The best. But I love the West Wing so, so much. And the show landing at the top of this list can be summed up with this quote. Family, they're the only ones you can depend on. Who said that? 
Tony Soprano. Yes, indeed. Yes, he, he did. did. <laughs> the Sopranos is number one. Hard to believe that we lost James Gandolfini nine years nine ago. Nine years ago. Yeah, we leave you now with his former co star sharing their memories of James. Take care, everybody. Good night. Those who want respect, give respect. He never really knew how good he was, and I think that may have served him. He was so humble in the face of how great he was. He took his work seriously, but he didn't take himself seriously. Oh, we laughed a lot. Well, it's easy to laugh on set when you're winning award after award. And to this day, the ending, the famous, or is it infamous, fade to black, still has folks talking. I loved how the series ended because I think there was no way that everybody was going to be happy. What we saw is what it is. That makes no sense, but that's how I see it now. That's it. Goodbye. Go home. Figure it out for yourself. You all right? Yeah. Yeah, me. Yeah. Absolutely. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcast.